0: Pastor Bill Davis, why don't you just come up, and I'll just, I'm will just i going to talk about you as you come. But he's, this, this, uh, this is an amazing man. What, what strikes me is the heart that he has just to serve. He served our country. And, but I'm telling you what, he has just a heart to serve the body of Christ. And I think the guy would go anywhere and preach anywhere and do anything, when you talk about him, it just doesn't take very long. And it's uh, Jesus is always part of the conversation, which I so appreciate. And I just felt like on the Sunday that we do honor veterans, that it would be honorable to have a veteran speak. And a man of the word. Amazing man. Would you put your hands together and give, give Pastor Bill Davis a hand? Amen. <laughs>
1: It is an honor to be here it's an honor to be trusted to deliver the word of the Lord in a place like this your pastors are probably well no probably about it they are definitely among my favorites I pray for many pastors every day I'm retired so I get to pray a lot and it's awesome but I get, to, I get to pray for a lot of pastors. But there's only three churches that I pray for. I pray for your pastors, but there's only three churches that I pray for. The eldership and the leadership and where they're going. One of them is the Rock Church, Pastor Jeff and Melinda Knight. They're my former church. They have been here. Uh, the second is Breakthrough Church, Pastor Brian and Carrie Jennings. They're probably the most awesome people I have ever met. I've been around pastors for years. They are amazing. I was praying the other day and asked the Lord, why are Pastor Brian and Carrie so special? And the Lord, I, I don't get, I'm not one of these spooky guys that get visions and junk all the time. I don't do that. I'm a Marine. Come on now. <laughs> but but I saw this picture of this herd of sheep and Jesus With the you know the picture, and and the Lord spoke to me and He said, "What do you see?" And I say, "And I knew it was involving the church because that was what I was praying for." And I said, "Well, I see a I see a church and I see the pastor." And He said, "Well, you don't see right. What you see is the church and me." But He said, "You see those two sheep in the in the front there with the bell on? That's Brian and Carrie." You see, they smell like sheep and they talk sheep because they are sheep and they can minister to sheep. They're not up on the, the big deal. That's Jesus. He's the big deal. Your pastors are just like that. Special place, special place. For those of you that have got saved here and raised here, I'm so sorry <laughs> because you think this is normal. What a dummy you are. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, I've been in normal. And this ain't it, I'll tell you that. So, Anyway, your pastors are amazing. You are lucky sheep. Lucky sheep. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet, will you? I'm gonna, we're going to pray. I'm not going to... If you want to hear a good message, come back next week when Pastor Jeff is preaching. I'm not going to. I'm not going to preach any big hoopty doo, big deal to make myself look good. I can do that. Well, I probably not, but I, I I could try. But I want to challenge you today. That's what I want to do. You're probably not going to hear nothing you haven't heard five hundred times before. But I hope that you hear it in your heart today. That's, that's my prayer. So, so I'm going to pray and ask the Lord Jesus to help me to stay out of his road and let him do what he wants to do here today. Amen? Can you do that? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, for the anointing to come. God, because the anointing is what breaks the yoke. And so, Father God, I know that there's many here that, are, that have come, Lord Jesus, to church many times. But Lord, let today be special. Let today be special. Let them meet, meet with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 25. Turn there. I hear you guys been studying parables. I'm not going to teach a parable, but I'm going to use one and uh, teach a little bit out of it. But... Uh, There's some principles here that we need to get. Matthew 25, starting with verse 14. 25, 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and divided his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Say, according to his ability. We don't, we don't all get the same, the same deal, okay? If we all got the same deal, about th- 99% of the stuff would go undone. We all get talents based on what's needed, and they're all different. And immediately went on a journey. Then he who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more beside them. And the Lord said to him, those coveted words that we all want to hear someday, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He who had received two talents, he came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. And the Lord said to him, those coveted words that we all want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then, He who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you do not sow and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, here's what was yours. But the Lord answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy servant. (laughs) The, the, The Lord said that. He isn't all ooey and gooey all the time. You wicked servant. Where am I? I got lost. You wicked, lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming I would have at least received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For everyone who has more, who has more, will be given, and to him that he may have abundance. For from him who does not have, even what he has, will be taken away. Oof. Well, a couple of years ago, I was a. Uh, the guest speaker at a Marine Corps ball, our birthday was the, the 10th. How many Marines do we got in the house? Any? Come on, brother. Yes, sir. It, that's the right response. First service, I had to coach him. What's up with that? Anyway, anyway, E3, that's, that's just barely above private. Okay. E three. I'm stand I'm the guest of honor at the Marine Corps ball. I'm in my dress blues. I look over and there's this lieutenant, first lieutenant, shiny silver bars on his shoulder. He had shoulders about this wide Waist about that big. He looked like a Mac Marine poster. This guy was, he was so impressive. I just couldn't even believe it. He's got his sword. If you've ever been to a Marine Corps ball, they're amazing. He's got his sword and he's at attention and God, oh, just amazing. And then he turned a little bit and I looked at his ribbons. Oh, no, I looked at his ribbon. National Defense Ribbon. That's You get those out of boot camp. So I turned to the company commander. He was a major. Now E3 again here. Turned to this major, and I said, I'm laughing. And I said, how do you get to be a first lieutenant without going anywhere? You see, when you go places and do stuff, you get ribbons and junk for it. And I said, said, how how do you get to be a first lieutenant and you you didn't go anywhere or do nothing? And the major kind of turned red. Then he turned a little bit. He had a national defense ribbon too. (laughs) And I thought, boy, that was a, there was a point where well taken. But but, But then it dawned on me, this was a reserve unit, reserve unit. Reserve Reservists serve one weekend a month and two weekends a summer, or two weeks rather in the summer. Us active guys, we serve 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And it dawned on me that I was among a different class of military than I was used to. I was with the reserves. Then it dawned on me, I got thinking about the body of Christ. Well, I, I probably won't ever get invited back here again, so I'm going to just let her rip, okay? <laughs> In the body of Christ, there's a lot of reserve Christians. They show up for church about one or two weekends a month. They maybe show up for camp in the summer for a week. Check the box and call it good. And then there's us active duty guys. We roll 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And what I'm going to try and do today is present you with a challenge to get out of the reserves and go active in the name of Jesus. So that's, the, that's, the, that's where we're going to go, just so you brace yourself. I'm going to beat you up a little bit, but I love you, okay? All right. This parable that I read, I want to tell you a little something about God. Jesus, his, he is so loving and so good. And so awesome. But he's a table turner over when he needs to be. Huh? God expects a return on his investment. He invested his son Jesus Christ into you. And he expects a return on his investment because he gave big and he expects us to give him a return. If you, if you take your talent and bury it in the ground and say, get to heaven, and you'll get to heaven. You'll get to heaven, but you'll squeak in smelling like, I don't want to come in smelling like smoke. I want to come in sliding sideways with what little bit of hair I got left on fire. And that's how I want to go in. Amen? How about you? Is that how you want or do you wanna do you wanna sneak in the back? I'm not a sneaker. Amen. So I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you a little bit here today. I'm not gonna teach you anything new per se. I'm not gonna dazzle you with my footwork because I don't have any. I'm going to just present you with a challenge and I hope you take it to heart. I hope you'll listen. I hope you'll instead of and say, "Oh, yeah, I've heard that before." Don't don't say that. Check your heart, okay? Check your heart. God expects a return on his investment. The other principle that I want to bring out in this parable is the guy that had 5 talents got a well done, good and faithful servant. The guy that had two, he got a well done, good and faithful servant. If you got one, you'll get a well done, good and faithful servant if you don't bury it, if you do something with it. You remember that little widow that gave the two mites? That, that it doesn't even amount to a penny. And Jesus said, she has given more than anybody. And do did you, did you did, I noticed, I know that some of this stuff kind of bothers me. I would have expected him to go over to the treasury and get a handful out of there and give it to her. When he said he didn't do that, he didn't do that because her giving was a sacrifice and she'll be blessed for it. And he didn't need to do that. Giving is a blessing. Did you, I'm, this is free. This doesn't have nothing to do with it. Did you know that tithing has got nothing to do with money? Did you know that? Nothing, and some of you are thinking, oh boy, this guy's weird. (laughs) It's got nothing to do with money. The Bible says if you'll tithe, he'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you can't hold Amen. So my question to you here again, another one of these deals. My question to you is, do you believe the word? Because you see, tithing is a faith thing. It's not a money thing. It's it's a matter of taking the word and saying, I believe this. And because I believe this, I'm going to do it. He said, try me and see. You even get to test this one. Okay, that one was free. So I did. <clears throat> the issue's not the bottom line in this parable. The issue is, is a place of the heart. Laziness and fear is not only gonna get you no reward, it's gonna get you anger from the Father. God does not want you his kids to be lazy and fearful if how many of you have kids how many of you are excited about them being lazy and fearful well, why would god be excited about you being lazy and fearful he's not he's not happy with that that's one of them table turn over moments you be careful Exodus four one through five. Moses is standing before God. God is telling him, "You're gonna, you're going you're gonna go back to Egypt where you just got booted out of, and and deliver the Israelites." And he's 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 pitching every argument he can think of. And he finally finally God says to him, "What do you have in your hand?" And he's got his staff in his hand. He said, throw it down. He threw it down and It became a serpent. And what God was telling Moses is, you are not going to do anything. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So the anointing, that's what you have in your hand. In Matthew 13, 24 through 30, I'm not going to take the time to read that, but it talks about a farmer who plowed his field diligently, went down, bought the best seed, did everything right, sowed a good field. And it says in verse 25, I think that's the one. Yeah, it says in verse 25, while men slept, an enemy sowed tares in the field. While you sleep and slumber and be slothful with what God's given you, the enemy will sow tears in your field. He will. He'll sow tears. Life won't be good like it's supposed to be. Don't allow that in Jesus' name. The church is finally waking up. We've been so offense-conscious Oh, God forbid, you know, that we, that we offend somebody. Of course, we don't give a rip if we offend God, but boy, we don't want to offend each other because if we say the wrong thing, somebody's going to judge us. Well, the church is finally starting to wake up and say, you know what? Jesus is Lord. If, if that bothers you, I'm not even sorry. We have got to start waking up and speaking up, and we're doing it, and it's awesome. Okay. That was the introduction. Now we're going (laughs) to start. (sighs) Woo. Three areas that I want you to check out today. There are areas that you've been involved with and walking in for years and years and years some of you some of you when i say the next word you're gonna go oh yeah yeah i'm good well maybe you aren't good i want you to listen will you do will you do that will you, will you listen sit your salvation i want you to take inventory on your salvation Salvation's a lot more than saying a little prayer We have altar calls. I do it too. And I'll I'll probably, I might even do it today. You never know. I have altar calls all the time. I have people raise their hand, pray this prayer after me. You You just got born again. Yep, you did. Yeah, you did. But salvation's a lot more than praying a little prayer. It says in Romans 10 that you confess with your mouth, you pray the little prayer, but you but you also you believe in your heart that Jesus rose from the dead then you then then you'll be saved i don't want you to doubt your boy please listen to me here if you take this wrong it's not pastor jeff and pastor Robbie's fault you just blame me and cuz i'm leaving so i don't care <laughs> I don't want you to, to, to uh, question your salvation. I don't want you to do that. If you're born again, you're born again. I, I, I'm, I'm not questioning that. What I am questioning is that you make sure that you're born again. You know, the scripture says that there's going to be people that are going to show up in heaven and they're going to say, but Lord... We prophesied in your name and we, we did all this stuff and he is gonna say to them, Depart from me, cause I never knew you. Now I don't want you to doubt your salvation, but I don't want you to be one of them guys either. Okay? So I want you to take inventory here today as we as we talk here. I've heard a lot of people, now I'm not one of them, I'm a I'm an addict. Okay, I was a drug addict, an alcoholic before I got saved. If you could get addicted to green beans, I'd probably do it. <laughs> but I was, speaking to a, I was speaking to a Celebrate Recovery group one time, and right in the middle of the group, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, I made you an addict. And I thought, well, boy, that was stupid. <laughs> and then he said, I've just been waiting for you get addicted to me. And I thought, boy, what a a gift, what a gift I've been given because I don't even, I don't get backsliding. I don't understand people that come up and they, oh, I'm going to just give up. you freaking quitter? Come on. What the the heck? I I don't get that. I don't, because I swam in the septic tank long enough to know I don't want to go back in there again. Some of you have been out of the tank long enough that you forgot how awful it smelled back there and you're thinking about going back and I'm telling you, you're making a stupid mistake. Us addicts, we don't have that problem. When we get saved, boy, look out, brother. I'm telling you, when I got saved, my, my poor little wife, bless her heart, she didn't get it quite as quick as me and we sat down about two months in, and we talked half the night, and I pretty much told her, look, I'm going to do this. If you're not going to do this, don't let the door hit you in the backside on the way out, because I'm doing her. That's what you get when you get an addict for a, for a salvation, see? That's, that's salvation. That all in you can't be a reservist. I'm sorry. We call those national defense ribbons a firewatch ribbon. You can't make it with just a firewatch ribbon. You need a combat ribbon, and you need a place where you fought, and maybe a purple heart or two. And they're no fun, but you you get them. You got to be a fighter, and you got to be an active duty Christian. That's what God's looking for. He's not looking for these little namby-pamby, patty-cakey deals. He's looking for some warriors that'll fight. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Well, I pretty much shotgunned my notes here, so uh, let me gather myself here for a second. It says in the scripture if any man be born again he's a new creation old things are passed away behold everything is new I want to ask you a question is everything new if you're born again there, there there better be some changes There better be some changes. If you're still shacked up, I got my doubts about you, brother. Sorry. If you're still walking in addiction and you're not doing anything to get over it, I'll tell you something. Addictions, you fight them for a while sometimes. But you fight. You don't just give up. I got my doubts now. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. New, new it says in Romans, examine yourself and see if you're in the faith. We're going to do something weird right now. When I do an altar call, I'm not doing an altar call right now, later. But I'm not do- when I do an altar call, I never have people close their eyes and duck their head and sneak, sneak in. I want them to come in proud and bold. This is a different deal here. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. And you and Jesus, I want you and Jesus to just have a little chat. I don't want you to... Nobody's going to be looking around. Nobody's going to be looking. If you're looking around, shame on you. Close your eyes. Bow your head because this is none of your business. This is God's business. I want you to check your heart and recite that verse to God. I am born again and everything is new because I'm a new creation. If that brought up some doubts, I want you to lift your hand to Jesus and I want to pray for you. Examine yourself. See if you're in the faith. On the count of three, lift your hand if you need prayer in this. Need to make this right. Get off the reserve board and get into active duty. One, two, three. Amen, 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 amen. You're not by yourself here. You're not by yourself here. If you, need to be, if you need to do this, raise your hand. It's to Jesus, not to anybody else. Nobody else is looking. Yep, 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 yep. Come on. This is so important. This is almost as important as when you accepted Jesus as your Savior, almost. This is incredibly important. Still hands going up. Still hands going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Okay, once and for all, this is like an auction. Going, going. No more holding back. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right, hands down. Eyes open. Everybody was great. Nobody raised their hand. It was awesome. We're all good. you knew when we get to the end of this service we're going to have time to pray for people if you're still partying and you're ready to be done come let us pray for you you still shacked up we got a whole bunch of pastors in this place we'll marry you Make make an honest woman. If that woman's good enough to sleep with, she's good enough to marry. Come on now. Come on now. If you're walking in addiction and you're ready to get free, I'll tell you what, I was an excellent quitter. I quit lots of times. But I only got delivered once. If you need some deliverance, if you need some help, if, if you keep going around the mountain, you know, the Israelites went around the mountain 40 years, around the mountain, around, took a 12-day trip, made 40 years. God help you if you're stupid enough to do that. Come get deliverance because deliverance will set you free. In Jesus' name. So we're going to do that at the end, but you'll, you'll like it. It's good. I want to define for you the definition of a Christian. Christ is not Jesus' last name. Okay? The, the word Christ means the Messiah or the Anointed One. Okay? To be called a Christian. Here, if I, like I told first service, I hope you're not taking notes because that would just be a disaster with the way I preach. But you might want to write this one down because this, this is big here. To be a Christian is to be a carrier of the anointing. That's what, that's what that, if I ask you, are you a Christian? What I'm asking you is, is are you a carrier of the anointing of God? because that's what a christian is you are a carrier of that's why being a reservist doesn't cut the mustard because you'll chicken out you won't carry the anointing you'll you'll hide you'll be like the guy that buried the money in the dirt you'll hide don't be lukewarm I read in Revelations where God's not real happy with that lukewarm stuff. He, he, he's, he doesn't like that. He, he likes his coffee either iced or hot. He doesn't like lukewarm coffee, it's bad. He doesn't like lukewarm anointing carriers either. He likes hot ones, hot ones you'll probably never catch me drinking an iced coffee. I don't want cold. I don't want lukewarm. I want hot. In Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Do you carry the anointing and are you investing it? There's more. Bring it. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Now, I don't know what the house of the Lord's uh, teaching on this is. Again, if, if this isn't the way you're taught, just blame me. It's all good because as soon as we're done here, I'm out of here. So I can handle it. It's all good. I believe when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you'll speak in tongues, because it'll be an evidence that you got it, and you won't have to doubt anymore. But I want to tell you something. Getting baptized in the Holy Spirit's a heck of a lot more than speaking in tongues speaking in tongues is awesome and i love it and i speak in tongues more than y'all that's what paul said it's important it's a it's a blessing it's wonderful but that is not the baptism of the holy spirit that's the evidence of the baptism to that's bill davis's doctrine thank you not theirs okay so i don't know what you guys teach but that's what i teach <clears throat> If that's the only thing we disagree on, if we do, that would be awesome. I mean, that's pretty pretty minute. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. What Jesus said in Acts chapter one was don't. You know, the last thing he said was go into all the world and preach the gospel, and la, la, you all know that one. You've heard missionaries before, yeah. But what he said to do before you do that is don't leave. Till you get this the promise from the father don't leave till you get it now to be saved you need to believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins rose from the dead do you think that that 120 that were in the upper room believed that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead do you think that i, I believe they were saved but they needed something more and that was a baptism of the holy spirit he said, I'll give you power to be my witness. Okay. How do you witness? How did Jesus witness? One of the ways that he witnessed is he would walk into a room and the demoniacs would manifest. He didn't, he didn't have to prod them or he didn't do He just walked in a room and they hit the dirt and started doing what they do I don't like that I don't like that stuff much but it's part of the deal so you're stuck with it that's what Jesus did that was how he witnessed another way he witnessed he would go into town and just heal all the sick in the whole town never didn't preach the gospel or nothing just heal all the sick and then he would say now I got some stuff to say would you like to hear Well, what would you say if you just, well, duh, come on. Yeah, I wouldn't want to hear after that. It's pretty obvious that you have got something to say because you showed me something. And so that's why Jesus witnessed. And Jesus witnessed by preaching the gospel, and Jesus witnessed by healing the sick and casting out demons, and, and all that, that's all how you witness. The baptism of the Holy Spirit fuels the works of the gifts, fuels the works of the fruit of the Spirit, fuels the work of the gospel. I remember one time I was working for the railroad, and I was in a caboose up in Canada, and I was working with this just a, he, this guy was just a heathen. He was just like I used to be. Yeah, it's terrible. terrible. And I pray I just got filled with the Holy Spirit, and I started praying. I prayed for about an hour to get my courage up, and he's sitting over there in the dark, and I finally said, "Jesus loves you." <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I'm sitting there, nothing coming over there. Nothing. Like five minutes, nothing. Pretty quick, I hear him over there. (laughs) I turn the light on. He's bawling his eyes out and accepted Jesus. That's what happens when you're a carrier of the anointing. You don't have to be awesome. Jesus is awesome. Amen? So, you need to get where the things we're checking out here is we're checking out, make sure you're born again. And again, I don't want you to start doubting your salvation and, oh God, maybe I'm not saved. I need to get saved again. No, you don't. You just need to get off the reserves and get active. Do something. Do something. That's what you need to do. So we're looking at our salvation. We're looking at, our, are we filled with the Holy Spirit? We, I hope you did more than just speak in tongues when you got filled with the Holy Ghost. I hope you started witnessing and, and, and being endued with power. And the last thing I want to ch- look at is this. These signs will follow them that believe. You know the scripture, right? They'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Demons, will ca- they'll cast out demons. There's one part in there that I'm not too sure about—that picking up snakes part. I don't like those. If you, re- <laughs> if you read my book, that twice dead book, uh, I got, I got killed in Vietnam, got raised from the dead. That's that's pretty uh, uh, spectacular event for me but one of the things that happened to me in Vietnam is I got in a firefight and I dove for cover and I came nose to nose with a reticulated python and I'm not very big and he was and I could see a tape major in his eyes you know (laughs) and, and, and I could have shot this thing I had a gun I could have shot him but I was full of adrenaline from getting shot at myself. And then another big dump from that thing. All I could think of to do was run. If I could, if I'd have got up, I would got shot. I mean, there's, so I'm not so sure about the snake business. But if you happen to run into one and they get you, no worries. Okay, I'll die, I'll die but no worries for you. Drink any deadly poison. I mean, there's all kinds. You listen to missionaries for five minutes. You'll hear all those stories about all, how all that stuff works. It's the truth. And it's because of the anointing. It's not because you're so awesome. It's because of the anointing. You're not awesome. I'm not awesome. None of us are awesome. Jesus is awesome. Amen? These signs will follow them that believe. So again, my question, are you a believer? Are you? Are you a believer? I, want to, I just want to challenge you. I want to make you, I hope you're uncomfortable if, if you're in the reserves here. I hope you're uncomfortable because Jesus wants you uncomfortable. He wants you to get off the pin and get to work. They're serving in this church that needs to happen. You've got probably, if this is a typical church, there's probably about 10% of the people doing 90% of the work. Where are you at? Where are you at? Get to work. Be a witness. Be an be a anointing carrier in Jesus' name. And I forgot to call the worship team up. Sorry. <laughs> well, come on if you're coming. <laughs> be an anointing carrier. It says in the Bible that we're supposed to be ambassadors for Christ. If you're an ambassador, our ambassador to the United Nations, that Nikki, what was her name? She was awesome. I love that lady. She would, boy, she would stand up and, and th- and speak the United States of America is not for Israel being persecuted she would she spoke the same as if she was the president of the United States because she was our ambassador and she had the authority to speak for the nation you have authority to speak for the, for the kingdom of God speak away